On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks need to answer some questions after a couple losses, and now it's starting to trend in the wrong way. What are some questions the Mavericks have to answer by the end of 2023? Reggie and I got you covered on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Well, the best way you can help us grow the show is to leave a five-star review, listen every day, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in your comment section what's one thing the Mavericks need to figure out in the next month. By the way, like the video and comment, because lately we've been getting more comments than likes, and YouTube doesn't like that. So like the video more. She'd be getting more likes than comments. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And joining me from 105.3 The Fan, the show is the get right. What you got for me, Reggie Atatula? Hey, man. Uh, deviled eggs are a lot easier to make than I realized. <laughs> and uh, I found that out this weekend. Boil an egg, cut them in half, take the yolk out. Yeah, mix, some mix stuff them in. with some mayo and stuff, some cayenne pepper. What else you put in it? Well, I, I made a homemade aioli, but you know we don't have to get Ooh. into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were He's doing like, some real chef I'm talking, stuff. I'm not talking about mayo. I'm talking about aioli. It's not yes. a sauce anymore. It's like elevated. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's a little, exactly. A little fancier. That's right, right. And that's it go. makes it even better when you go to the potluck or whatever, and you're like, hey, <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't just mayo. Don't you worry know, about I was that. Made of the, this is made of the homemade aioli. We yeah. got some aioli. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right, today on the show we're gonna. The Mavs need to answer some questions for us. By the end of 2023, we're not looking towards the end of the season, the end of, you know, a two months, the end of the 50, 50% of the way through the season, the trade deadline. We're not even looking at that. Let's focus on a little bit more short, short-term goals, right? We all got yeah. short-term goals. You want to be able to finish this. You want to be able to do that. The Mavericks, by the end of 2023, we'll have 14 more games to play. We're recording this on Sunday, December 3rd. 14 more games left. For me, they have five very winnable games. That you that I look at, and I never say like like gimmies or guarantees in the NBA sure. anymore because you just never know. The Grizzlies game, yeah, hello Grizzlies, was, right? Yeah, was <laughs> Five winnable games: Utah, Portland, Memphis, Portland again, and San Antonio. Those are all pr- very winnable games. Very bad yep. teams. They have four that I think are pretty good matches: the Clippers, the Rockets again, Cleveland, and Golden State. Not as good as some of these other teams, but like pretty good, even matches could go either way. Then they've got a couple of tests. I think they have five tests. They have a Lakers game that's the second night of a travel back-to-back for the Mavericks. They have two games against Denver. Or no, two games against Minnesota. One game at Denver and one game at at Phoenix for Christmas. So that's their schedule. It's pretty even across the board. There's some, there's five winnable games, there's four tests, and there's five, there's five tests, and there's four like matchups that I feel like are could go either way. And so we're gonna ask some questions. These are the questions the Mavericks have to answer by the end of that stretch, basically, for me. And my first one is, can this Mavericks crew, this crew as it is right now, if you're in the YouTube chat right now, I know you're talking about trades, and I know you're talking about OG Ananobi and Dorian Finney-Smith, and I know you're doing all that, but let's focus on this team right now. Can this team learn how to hold the line on defense? Because right now, when this Mavericks team, when the bottom falls out on defense, they can't win. Yeah. 
They're one and eight when their defensive rating drops below 120. And 120 is terrible. That's where Charlotte and Washington and San Antonio are and Indiana. But those teams are like the worst of the worst teams. When the bottom falls out for this defense, they can't win. When their defense is above 120, not even like good. When it's just above 120, when it's not just like God awful. They're 10 and 0, according to Cleaning the Glass. Like, I mean, 10, look. 10 and 0. <laughs> so can they can they just like learn how to like hold the line on defense? That's my first question. Yeah, actually, that falls kind of closely in line with one of my questions, which is um, like, can this team figure out how to shore up uh, the restricted circle less than five feet. Mm, yeah. Uh, currently uh, the opponent shooting percentage in less than five feet, it's bad. 69 and a half, which is quite literally the worst. In it's the not NBA. nice. And it's not like, okay, but you know, maybe teams don't get a lot of shots. No, they get shots up. They get shots up yeah. in the paint. And so with that being the case, it's like um, the literal most efficient shot in basketball. The other team is not, not just doing really efficiently. They're doing it the most efficiently against you. And so, yeah, man, if you can just make it a little bit, a little bit harder. And I think that that will put you in a place where now you're playing better defense and you see it. I mean, obviously we could talk about the effort again, because that ends up being one of the things that comes up, particularly because that's the messaging that Jason Kidd is using, right? Talking about the effort and those types of things. And some of that, it just, again, harkens back to the Western Conference Finals team that you saw a couple of seasons ago, because it seemed like that was something that they made a conscious effort to do, which is even if we don't have the defensive talent, we can throw a whole bunch of bodies in your way and make it so that at the very least, if you're trying to get to the rack, you're going to have to go through something. You're going to have to really have a story by the end of it. And right now, that's not entirely the case. Um, we saw it against, uh, what was it? Was it the Thunder in that run where they just were, they, you know, they showed that level of effort in trying yes. to come back and, they, I mean, it starts with, hey, how about you stand between the ball uh, and the root and the hoop, right? Like in the rim. I was about to do the rim and the hoop at the same time. Uh, <laughs> but you get it, right? Like stand between those two things and make sure that that's, you know, there is some level of obstacle there. And you can see the heights that this team can go to with the offense paired with uh, the right amount of defense and the right um, type. And so I, I don't think that you're going to like, we're, we talked about this a lot. You're not going to fix the defense per se. But that's one of the places where I think that you can make a large improvement in the defense is just making it a little bit more difficult for teams to get right to the rack on you. Yeah, and this is this is the answer to this, like you were saying, that like the, the team shoots 71%. Oh, this is from cleaning the glass, so it takes out garbage time. 71% at the rim, which is the second worst in the NBA. I mean, the, the defense just allows a ton of shots at the at the rim, like and really efficient shots at the rim because the like the, the defense isn't rotating enough, but you've got to yeah. be able to fly back and you've got to be really aware. And they, yep. they every once in a while will go into zone. I haven't looked at their zone numbers in a while, but every once in a while they'll throw a, a zone defense out. And I swear somebody falls asleep every time they go into a zone. It's <laughs> like, Oh cool. We're in this zone. Now I only have to take care of this little space around me. That's not how it works. You, you've yeah. still got to be active and involved. It just doesn't happen. So you mentioned the rim, which I think is, is very big. And the answer is not just play lively more. Even though he does affect shots at the rim for sure, right. he can still get pulled out of the paint. It's still, you know, he can't play 48 minutes. And teams shoot really well at the rim with Lively on the court because it's not only about the center. It's about everybody else getting involved in the defense too. The other thing I think will, will help this is limiting fast break opportunities. Five, yeah. five out of the Mavericks, eight losses. The opponent scored 15 or more fast break points. So like when they get out and score easy buckets on the other end, it, it translates to losses for the Mavericks. The Mavericks are three and seven this season when opponents are in transition 15% of the time or more. So like limiting those opportunities, limiting the amount of points. It's ob It seems obvious, right? But like the Mavericks have a really bad uh, uh, 
Uh, they have a really bad transition defense right now. They, they allow a lot, and their turnovers a lot of times turn into baskets, like those live ball turnovers. And the Mavericks have this 22nd-ranked half-court defense. They have the 26th-ranked overall defense. So, like, it's not that different. It's, like, four spots, but it's still a little better, right? Like, it's still just a little better. So if you can stay in the half-court a little bit more to improve your defense a little bit, and this defense is – and this my question is not about – can they be a good defense? It's just, can they hold the line, right? <laughs> right. And if they could limit the, the fast break stuff, and they could limit the transition, I think they could hold the line a little better. Yeah, man, it's it's all marginal, right? Yeah. The margins are really what the issue is, particularly when you have an offense that ostensibly is as good as it's supposed to be. We can talk about that as we continue on here. But like when you have, uh, you know, Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, the ways in which the offense should be good, you feel comfortable with that the margins matter on defense then right make it that much easier we've talked about the ways in which some of the some of the metrics end up looking kind of a little bit dicier than they really should and some of that is you're letting two points go here and four points go there and that can really be the difference between wins and losses in some of these games absolutely so that's my first question is can the mavericks just hold the line can they figure out can they find out can this group figure it out before we do a trade or bring in somebody else i think they need a trade to to take the next step i don't know that this crew is going to figure out how to become a, a playoff defense even like maybe they will but can this crew learn how to do that and can they put the right pieces around to be able to, to do that with the rotation that they have right now so that's my first question coming up reggie's got some questions i've got some more questions about Kyrie and the rest of the rotation so we'll get into all that coming up Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Jace Medical has solved a problem that I just, I had never really even considered and maybe you hadn't either. Imagine that you are in, you're traveling or imagine you're at home even. We had a situation a couple years ago with the crazy, you know, snowmageddon that everybody called it. And you may not have been able to go out and get medication. You may not have been able to go to a pharmacy or something like that. With Jace, they offer this Jace case. I got one right here. They sent me one. It's a pack with five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, sinuses, skin infections, ton of other stuff. They've got a booklet in there to help. They've got board certified physicians that can help. And you go through a whole, like you fill out a form and go through a bunch of questions and everything. So they know what things to send you. Visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. So you can have that peace of mind of knowing if I'm ever caught in a situation, I know how to, I know that I have something to take care of myself and the, and the people that you love. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com. Use the code locked on to get $20 off your your order again, J A S E medical.com, jacemedical.com. Use that code locked on. Uh oh, guess what day it is? It's Monday. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Subscribe to my subtext to get texts from me, to get texts on rumors and info during the games. I do all kinds of stuff during the games. I send out a video review where I'll go back and I watch that whole fourth quarter against the Thunder again. I'll pause it. I'll point out stuff. I'll go through things. So subscribe to the subtext. Get that stuff sent straight to your phone. All right, Reggie, let's get into some more questions. Give me your first question on what the Mavericks need to answer before the end of the 2023 calendar year. Well, I told you one of them was the uh, restricted uh, circle defense. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right in there with you. Um, offensively, funny enough, this is where another one of my questions comes up because offense has been one of those places where we've kind of just, it's going to be good. That's cool. Um, one thing that feels evident, especially after this weekend of basketball, is uh, the question being, how, how do you manage when the threes aren't going? Because mm. this is a team that takes a metric, you know what ton of these, right? And so with that being the case, 
when they're not quite going down and you see the lows because we saw early in the year you saw grant williams was put, putting in uh, derrick jones jr gave you some like you know a, a nice a, a addition of those and so and such and so We've seen that kind of, I don't want to say regress because I don't know exactly where I think the the median is for this team or the, you know, whatever that ultimately uh, the right term is there, but um, it does not feel like you're there right now. And so with that being the case, like, how do you then add in? Because offensively, you need that to be excellent with the, you know, the the math that you've set up here, you're not, your defense isn't going to be able to, you know, pick you up at any given time. So you need to be able to do that. And um, this is where I harp on one of my, uh, my go-tos this year, which is getting to the rack because it feels yeah. like they do not do that nearly enough. No. Um, they, they could be pretty efficient doing getting there, but you need to get there in order to, you know, balance this out because uh, I, I mean, I always go back to the first year of the golden state warriors when I vividly remember Charles Barkley being like jump shooting teams don't win championships. And one <laughs> thing that I kept thinking about is like, did y'all not watch the Warriors? Like they shot threes, but they also got to the rim and got uh, buckets at the rim. And it feels like right now the Mavericks aren't doing enough of that, especially when you start seeing three-point shots not going down. Well, and they also had two of the greatest three-point shooters of all time. That's also fair. You know, like <laughs> That's if, also if, fair. if you've got that, you can win. And then they brought in Kevin Durant, who is maybe the third best like shooter of all. It's crazy what they were able to do. But yeah, you're completely right. Last nine games, the Mavericks are number one in three-pointers attempted still. They're taking 42 a game. And they've shot 33%, which is 27th in the NBA over the last nine games. And they're three and six in those games. So, like, they've got to do something else besides it. The problem is, I don't know how many other answers that they have yeah. on this team. Like, who else can get to the rack? The answer was going to be Hardy, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later and what he's done. He's a guy that they will definitely go to the bucket. Um, you'd hope that, that Kyrie would a little. Luca will a little. And, uh, you know, like, Omax does a little bit. There's really, yeah. like, not a ton like. Grant Williams will drive and then pull up for like a little mid-range jumper. I feel like he hits one of those a game. He hasn't in the last couple of games, but right. Um, and then there's the pick and roll stuff with Lively. That's obviously a staple yes. of your offense. Like that, that stuff will really get you. But if a team takes that away, then all of a sudden all your offense is is drive and kick or Luca and Kyrie winning their matchup. And yeah, yeah they've, they've got to find a third heat. They've got to find something else with it. For sure. And I wonder if some of this is just like, again, me being realizing that the errors of basketball are shifting and I'm feeling uh, old a little bit. Because there's instances where I'll see kind of like kick, uh, you know, balls, the ball kind of fly around. And there's someone in the corner where I'm like, cut to the basket. And so yeah, I wonder if like yeah, right. some more cutting would help. But then again, I understand spacing and the ways in which you have a couple of drivers um, that are, you know, initiators, primary initiators. And you don't want to clog any situation. But I do wonder if some more movement off ball would help some of that situation as well in getting easier buckets. Because you saw Derek Jones Jr. over this weekend, you know, show how sometimes that that type of movement could get you an easy bucket where you might be taking a three and if you're not knocking down shots that is you know which one is better is going and getting that that layup or that dunk or taking that three that you're not shooting in a high percentage they have more needs than this but this sure. is a thing i kept bringing up over and over again in the offseason they never did it really was they still needed a third ball handler like one other like one other guy yeah. and then they brought an exum and i was like okay maybe maybe it is exum but he doesn't really create his own shot he's good no. at He'll, he'll drive to the rim and he'll get fouled. He'll go to the free throw line and he'll create a shot for somebody else, but it's still like a three, you know, or it's still something right. It's like, <laughs> it's still like a lob at the basket. And so they needed one more player to just like create their own shot a little here and there. And you'd hope that Hardy would, would have, would evolve into it. And like, that was probably your answer with this, but he just, ha he hasn't made up. And then Josh Green showed a little bit of that here and there. Maybe he had a couple of 20 point games last year where you could see him just get to the rim, finish with finish with like a little floater or a little hook, like baby hook or something like that. And so you'd hope that those two guys would, would like grow into that. 
this season. We just haven't seen that at all, really, from them. And so, yeah, they they, need, they do need to answer that question because they're all, when their offense falls out, they have no shot. <laughs> you can just see it. Uh, I didn't look up the exact numbers about their their offense, but uh, when they don't score efficiently, it's it's really hard for them to win games this season. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's very simple. Again, I will keep pointing to that you you can only you can only uh, outscore so much when you're doing when you're giving up a lot on defense, you know. So like you you have to keep pace, right? It's a track meet, and if you slow down in a track meet, uh, you will you will see the results you get. Yeah, they are two and two and seven when their when their offense falls under 118 points per hundred possessions, <laughs> which is so like 118 points per hundred possessions used to be <laughs> like used to be. Not even three or four years ago was an all-time number. Like all-time great historic. Yeah, yes. like great. Like so, when their offense is not elite, they they don't win games. It's very hard for them to win games. It's easy. I, let me say it this way: when their offense isn't great, it's easy for them to lose games. Right? Yeah, there we go. There we yeah. go. Unless unless Luca decides we're not losing this one sometimes, right? Oh, um, but and even then, I mean, this is this is an offense that should be great. And I understand you've had some you know players missing at times, or whatever. Are, they're sitting at eighth uh, in offensive rating right now. And I understand you had a weekend that was kind of, and like maybe even a week that was kind of odd in various ways, but still, right. This is a team that even with, you know, speed bumps, you need to be even higher than that. And that feels like an unfair, uh, a fun, unfair ask in some ways, but still. They've had some real stinkers. The Lakers won. They were like 109. The Clippers game, but they're 95. Yeah. Offensive rating. Yeah. The Memphis game, they're at 100. Like, they just had some real bad ones lately. And still, we're still looking at real small, like, pretty small sample sizes. Absolutely. Like, 19 games or so. All right, I got one more, and then we'll go into our we'll go into our, uh, our last set. I think they need to know if Kyrie's foot issues are long-term. Ooh. You know, like, and I think you need to figure that out by the end of this stretch. Because right now, he's been, like, last game, he was out with right foot soreness. He hurt, he hurt his foot in the Memphis game. And he said in the first quarter, and I alluded that he just didn't look right. He just didn't see like he, even, even in the yeah. post game, I hadn't listened to any of the post game comments or anything like that. And I, you could just tell because he was losing his dribble and I'm like, that's not Kyrie. Come on. Like we know better than that. He was out with right foot soreness. The, the thing that kept him out the, the first three games of this season, or at least the first three games he was out was left foot, a left foot sprain. And so the right foot, the one that he was just out, that was the one he was out at last season. And then the left foot spring was the one he was out at the beginning of the season. So left and right foot, like multiple feet issues. <laughs> that's not good, right? Like that, I, I don't want to go full med, like Twitter doctor here, but I, I'm, I'm nervous about the foot issues and are they long-term things? Is it going to keep lingering? What are they, I think they need to figure that out. And then maybe if it's going to be, like shut him down for a little while and get, and get it right and then come back right like you you're the the expert on the get right like does he need to get right yeah. <laughs> oh well the tough thing about it is uh, do we have any assertion that you know sitting him down will get him right one of the things about Kyrie Irving uh, when you were going and getting him, one of the concerns was, is he going to show up to work? And showing up to work, obviously, we can all point to that one thing, right? But then there was also he's been had some injury issues uh, in his past, right? And so yeah, sure. these this this is the things that you're you know you're contending with. And I guess I've gotten to the point where I'm like, it's fine, whatever. Uh, but no, you're you're right to put this front and center because this is the building block of what you're doing, right? The whole idea is you have two of these things. Right. And if you only have one of these things, we spent four or five years already doing that. Right. We are, we already went through those uh, terrains, uh, never to go back. At least you wouldn't think so. You know, no, that's actually something that you really do have to figure out because I mean, you've already committed to him in some right. ways. Right. Resigned but, him multiple years, player option, all that for like, sure. So for sure. So now this is, this is now an investment. This is not, this is not 
an experiment so much as it's it's an yeah. experiment that you've invested in now. So I mean that that is a different thing. So our Kyrie ish, our Kyrie Irving's foot issues long term. I think they need to figure that out by the end of the stretch, by the end of twenty twenty three, so that they can take action on it before the playoffs. Right? I mean, sure. And I mean. Even something as simple as does it change the way that you work your rotation? Does it change, right. you know, who you're getting involved? You have a, you know, you have a dearth of guards um, to maybe operate with and, you know, you're not giving some of them a lot of time. Does that change the way that you look at this and, you know, the re- direction that you kind of view your player personnel? With Kyrie out, Seth Curry showed some good stuff against the Thunder. He was there part of that whole run. And so let's talk about him. Let's talk about the rest of the rotation. My next question is who else can help? Who else can help this? Who is a guaranteed like in the rotation? Who else can help? Let's figure that out by the end of 2023. We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. I'm leaving Reggie in because FanDuel right now, you can get 150 bucks in bonus bets when you put down a $5 money line bet. Cowboys, Eagles, the Cowboys minus 178 on the money line. They're a minus three favorite right now. How would you feel if, if somebody would put some money down on the Cowboys this weekend? I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, Eagles, Eagles have looked a little uh, suspect of late, right? They've, they've looked gettable and the Cowboys look like a team that's possibly able to get them. I I, I wouldn't hate you putting down that money. Put down five bucks. If they win, you get 150 in bonus and bonus bets. So you can use that on anything else. You can do it on all kinds of other, the over under for that game, by the way, is 51 and a half. That seems, yeah, let's score some points, baby. That's putting down some points there in that game. That is like a, a Mavs, uh, a Mavs Pacers game. Basically, if you want to that. Go check out FanDuel. See what else they have available for you. Go to FanDuel.com slash Lockdown as the NFL season rages on. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hot man, the hot player. Hot player. All right, Reggie, let's answer and talk about some more questions the Mavericks need to answer by the end of 2023. I love the Dirk drops. Everything, so good. everything Dirk says on the broadcast is just gold. Uh, do you have one more question? Um, I want to add a question now. Like, how many more times can we get Dirk on this broadcast? Right? Like, that's <laughs> okay. It happened once. It may happen ag- again. Mm. It may happen again this year. But I don't want it more. I don't want it too often, right? Because it's just so special when we get it. So, but I do. I do know that it may happen again. So I'll just say that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. My last question. We can we can go the distance with this. My question, I think, folds into your question, so it's it'll work. Who else can help? I think they need to figure that out by the end of twenty twenty three because yeah. By the end of 2023, you kind of need to know who else can help this season. I know one of my big questions for this whole season was who else, who can be in a playoff rotation in a year, in two years? Who can yeah. potentially be in a finals run? Because like you you have Luca right now and you have Kyrie. That should be a duo that you're building a championship team around, right? It just should. And so you've mm-hmm. got to figure out who can help pretty quickly in a year or two. I think we've, we're finding out Lively can. <laughs> Buddy, that, that one's been checked off. I think that we one's... figured that out. So you've got Luca. Kyrie lively. I'll throw Tim Hardaway in there. Now help is help can be defined in, uh, in different ways. So I'll <laughs> don't let, caveat the man already. I'll let you define how, how help is, but he's been good this season. Yeah. I think Derek Jones jr. I think you're answering that. Like at least by, for this season, for sure. He's helping. I think Grant he's in rotation at the very least for yeah. sure. Grant Williams. He's had his ups and downs. He's, he's had his slump recently. Uh, I mm-hmm. think he does still help. I think he's good on defense and, and all that. So I think he's still, the people that want to like bench him and not play, I'm like, okay. Just, oh yeah, no, I, I think that's you know cutting off your nose to spite your face at that point. Although one of the possible questions I was considering is like, 
what is like how do you keep make him more consistent because right. like this feels like the guy that maybe you end up you know being a role player and like you know you need him to be more than just like a you know part of the role or you know part of the rotation you need him to be like a, a consistent role player and i do wonder if like that level of inconsistency is what went through like joe Mazzulla's mind when right. he's not having right. him in a, a shortened playoff rotation um, and that's the level of like, I, 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 it feels weird to like put like some level of challenge to him, but it's like, Hey, that's the step up that's necessary is, and then this can't just be a, when it's, when it's cool, it's cool. Like you need to be one of the guys that are a pillar and a foundational piece. He was the one that challenged himself. He was sure. the one that said before the season, like, I'm ready to step up into this role. And I know it's a bigger role and all that. And lively being this good has kind of pushed that into the, the shadows. I think a little bit, like he's kind of, sure. he skirted it because he should be the third like most important player on this team, right? Yeah. Like that's the role he was supposed to be pushed into. And maybe that's a little unfair because he was like, what, the ninth or 10th player on the, on the Celtics. But there are well, times maybe in the playoffs, but he, I think he was more important than that. But there are times when like he was, he was third, fourth, like fifth sure. most important player on the Celtics. They're just a deep team, but, but yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm positive though, that he can help this year fair for enough. sure. And then definitely going forward. Yeah. Josh green is the one that I kind of worried. I, I kind of was on the, e- about the edge about. Yeah, that's a good name. Okay, we'll talk about 2023, and let's talk about, like, in the future. I think he he can help this season, but and he's done, he's had some good moments this season. He just hasn't taken that leap yet, and so am I, yeah. am I grading him on a curve because he hasn't leaped forward, or is he actually just not helping this season? No, this is the consistency boys uh, yeah. portion of the pro- program, right? Like, the problem is we started seeing the leap last year, right? Didn't we? Yeah. Right. This the idea is not to continue to see flashes. Flashes are only good at the beginning. At some certain some point, you want those flashes to be consistent. I think that's and I, I I've tried to give him some grace here because he has not had a lot of consistency when it comes to like playing time and the ways that this goes. But it started to normalize somewhat, and so you want the performances to normalize a little bit as well. So I think that yeah, no, that's that's a good name to bring up on because again, he he fits in with and I guess we end up considering him as a wing because of, you know, kind of the lack of wings, but he's, he's another one of those. that's like kind of another guard. Right. Yeah. And so you've got a lot of guys in that guard room, finding out which ones are the ones that you feel like at any, at the drop of a hat. Okay. I can put him in. I know what I'm getting because that's honestly, when it comes to being a coach, uh, those are the cards that, you know, make that make it break is the ones that feel good. It's like, I know I can put this card on the table and I will get, what I'm uh, what I'm intending to get from this, uh, especially as we talk about the margins being narrow and everything, you can't afford to like play something and play a player and that not you know not quite get what you expected. That's what a playoff rotation is for, right? That's what we're trying yeah. to figure out. Who can help? Like uh, Josh Green can help to an extent, but not in the extent where you're saying he's a hundred percent part of a playoff rotation. Like I sure. don't I don't know that he would be right now just because of the players on the roster. But then you have the next group, you have the Exum Curry and Hardy group. I think we talked about Hardy a little earlier. I think he's, he is, he, I think if you find out by the end of 2023 that he can help, that would be great. But I think we're kind of already trending towards he's not going to be able to help this year. Yeah. Especially because like the help that you were maybe hoping is that like maybe even a ball handler, you spent the whole preseason and summer league getting him out here like, hey, let's see if we can, you know, get some of that going. And I don't know. I'll let you, how was your evaluation on that? We've seen some okay things. Like in the Grizzlies game, in the first half, at least to me, it felt like he was the only one getting anything going in the half court. Like he had a lob to Lively, he had a lob to Rashawn Holmes. He had a nice mid-range. Like he can do some stuff out of a pick and roll. The problem is he's so much, he's, he's way better as a secondary player than like a, 
an initiate like a primary initiator in offense. Yeah. And if you can't rely on him as an initiator of offense, then what is he? What is he? What is he doing out there? And the three yeah, ball hasn't getting buckets. And the three ball hasn't gone down for him this yeah. year as much. So, yeah, I'm trending. It's definitely trending towards. I don't think he's going to be able to help this year. I didn't expect him to take the leap this year. I expected it next year. But if we're not even seeing like real like like the flashes this season, yeah. Then. I thought the Grizzlies game would have been a perfect opportunity for to sure. Get, both like, some Grizzlies and Thunder. In. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Exum and Curry, I think, are are on the line of like I think they should they should be part of a rotation. Exum maybe a little more than Curry, but Curry the last couple of games has been has been good. They're like right on the line of you know should they be on a playoff style rotation with with the Mavs. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, especially like this is where we start getting like vet savvy. Yeah, which honestly is what it felt like. Uh, you know, it felt like uh, it, what was it? The Thunder game, I guess, in a way, is like in that run. It yeah. felt like that they were the team that was making fewer mistakes. Hundred percent. If we want to call that vet savvy, like they they seem to be just kind of knowing exactly what to do in these roles. Um, and so obviously Exum didn't play in that. Shout out to that man and his uh, his yeah, fatherhood in that way. But um, Curry, you can definitely see where. Oh, I'm I'm I understand what I'm doing here, and so. It's kind of interesting that uh, Jason Kidd has not called upon him too much, but maybe that's just I know what I have in him, and when it when when the time comes, I can I can dial that up. Yeah. So there, and then with your bigs, I mean, we feel good about Lively, and yes. then it's Maxi, Holmes, and Dwight. And I have questions about all three of those guys. Like, yes, Maxi, it's his health first, and then second, I, he wasn't that good when he when he played. It's like, what role should he play? Fair enough. Uh, Dwight and Holmes, it's like, I, I don't know. Like they didn't really even play that much at all against the, no. against the Thunder or Grizzlies this weekend. Yeah. And tell me if you feel the same way I'm feeling. It feels like, uh, the long held Mavs fan, you know, wish, uh, of like, do I get Dwight Powell out of this rotate? It feels like it's happening. It feels like Rashawn Holmes is like taking that spot. No, they're, yes. tr- they're yeah. They're, I mean, they're trying him. He's been playing over Holmes for like the last week or two like, since the Lakers game. And so I don't know, like, I'm not sure that Rashawn, Rashawn Holmes is playing well enough to like completely take that per se, but it seems like, and maybe I'm just like putting too much on the experimentation that Jason Kidd will ultimately do every year, but it seems like they're trying to put him in that place where like, Hey, let's see if this will work a little bit better than what that uh, Dwight Powell thing. Is. And that's what you got to figure out by the end of 2023. You got to yeah. figure out your big man rotation. Is Maxi going to be available? And are you going with Holmes? Are you going with Dwight? What are you doing? And which one of them can, can work or will? And if the answer is none of them, then you've answered the question. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The question that we probably all uh, had coming in there in the off season, right? The, the idea was you needed another big. Right. And so, and I guess this is why the timeline works very well because this is still well before we get to trade deadline where I think people are still clamoring for that other big. The last one is other wings. You've got Markeith Morris. I don't. I think the answer is no. No. Omax and Lawson. Lawson was part of that run with the Thunder against go. the Thunder. Yeah. Did he show something? He hit some threes. He showed great like energy on defense. They needed that yes. really badly. Omax was out there to start the run. Him and Lawson were to, were playing together. Um, did they show, did they show you anything that they can help? But I think they have to answer that maybe by the end of 2023, if those two right. can, can help at all this year. Yeah. And, uh, the, the, the defensive energy definitely showed up. Lawson feel like he, he felt very long, right? Like on the court, especially in a game where you saw the thunder doing, and I guess both, both these teams trapping the, yeah. uh, the primary ball, uh, initiator, and then kind of just using that size and getting into the passing lanes. Lawson seemed to be effective in doing that and so i was like oh that's nice that's something that i had not seen a, a, a lot of um 
that, yes, if, if we see a little bit more of that with some minutes that he's thrown his way, I'd like to see a little bit more, especially it's because the, the other part of that is, can you contribute a little bit on offense? And right. that's, I think that's been the question. Um, and that's definitely the OMAX question. I feel like yeah. I feel a little bit more excited about the uh, AJ Lawson because, um, you know, he's been around a little bit more and OMAX just see, you could see that there's potential, but the development needs to be, it's not going to be this fast. Like Lively right. is spoiling us almost in this Yes. Way. He very much is. Yeah, Lawson hit those threes, but Lawson, he's he was with the Timberwolves like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> he's been around this a while, right? He's he's on the, he's. I think he's towards the end of his two. I think this you can do four years in the NBA with a two way. I think, and so I think this may be his second to last year or last year doing, being able to do a two way. Yeah, yeah, it's his second to last year, so he'll be able to do a two way next year, I think, and then he won't. Okay. Then he won't be able to do any more, but. But yeah, so you would expect Lawson to be maybe a little more ready than Omax, but Omax brings that size that they need so badly. Sure, sure. Uh, but I mean, again, some of this is like you need you need a little bit of consistency, and that's definitely sure. not what you're getting out of developmental Omax at this point. But again, sure. we're talking about over the next what 14 games you said. This is not necessary. Look, uh, the margins are thin, but this isn't the time where you need to be entirely ready. These are like we said, where you're figuring some of these things out and. It'd be nice if Omax is even at a place. Like, I'd be happy if Omax is even at a place where you feel comfortable trying to figure these things out right now. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Can can we answer the? So, for the question for them is, can we get to a point where we can get to a point where we can ask? Them? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. What was the the two years away from two years away? No, they're they're. Oh yes, fourteen games away from being fourteen games away. <laughs> Who? Which player was the two games away from being? Two it was uh, Bruno Caboclo. Was it Bruno? And it was Fran, yes. Fran Fraschilla <laughs> on the draft. <laughs> Oh, I love basketball so much. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing the Mavericks need to figure out over the next month, basically, of basketball. You can go listen to Reggie on 105.3 The Fan. You're on this week? Yes, sir. Every day, um, 7 to 11 p.m. on 105.3 The Fan. Go check it out. And uh, go check out the Locked On Sports Today live stream. There will be all kinds of shows. You can literally, all of our national shows, there will be a local spot. Maybe this show will be on there. You never know. Go check it out on the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel and wherever you can get live streamed content. All right. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom.